Hi, this is Matt from Clear Nutrition for You. Nutrition is a passion of mine, and I believe it can set a foundation for you to build healthy routines and habits for the rest of your life. Not only do I hope you enjoy this podcast and get a couple laughs, but I also want it to assist you on your journey of health and fitness. Enjoy. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another podcast. Really excited about today's guest. It's Dr. Talena Fortunato. She has her master's in physical therapy from the Gulf Coast of Florida. She has her doctorate in physical therapy from St. Scholastica. She's the owner of Bodyworks in Fort Myers, which is a concierge physical therapy service. And prior to that, she had an extensive athletic background. She was a college gymnast. She's done a lot in endurance sports and very successful career in CrossFit. She's attended the regionals four times, winning her region in 2013 and 2014. She's a three times games athlete, taking 33rd, fifth, and in 2012, she was the third fittest woman in the world. So Talena knows a little bit about health and fitness and what it takes to be a great athlete. In today's podcast, we talked about two topics. The first is prehab uh, and the importance of working with somebody and developing a strategy around prehab to keep you healthy, no matter what athlete you're in or what sport you're in. And then secondly, we talked about how do you move correctly, how do you eat correctly, and how do you recover uh, based off of where you are in your athletic goals and um, specifically dove into her experience from being a CrossFit athlete to today a more professional uh, and pregnant and ready to have her first baby and and general physical fitness. So I thought it was a great conversation. I'm sure that everybody will get a little bit out of it and I'd love to hear your feedback. You can always find me on Instagram at clearnutrition4u or you could send me an email at matt at clearnutrition4u. Enjoy. Hello, Talena. Hi. How are you? Good. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you good. How can you hear me? Perfect. Good. Um, I did this once before, and there was a little bit of static, so hopefully that doesn't happen. If it does happen, let's just agree that we'll say to each other, like, wow, there's a little bit of static, and we'll try and reconnect. Yeah, I hear it just a little, but not too bad. Okay. Um, well, hopefully it doesn't bother us. Yeah. Um, Great. So I'm just going to start off by introducing you. So um, thanks for coming on the sh- um, to the podcast. So uh, this is Dr. Talena Fortunato. Did I say that correctly? <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. And she has her master's in physical therapy from the Gulf Coast of Florida. Yeah. She has a doctorate in physical therapy from St. Scholastica and uh-huh. owner of Body Works in Fort Myers, Florida, which offers concierge physical therapy. Prior to that, uh, extensive career in athletics, including college athlete in gymnastics, lots of work in endurance sports, and then a successful career as a crossfit athlete. Um, Four times to the regionals, winning in both 2013 and 2014. Three times to the CrossFit Games, 33rd, 5th, and in 2012, you were the third fittest woman in the world. So that, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. So thanks a ton for coming on and talking to me. And then just, um, you know, how we kind of have some connection is around Cocoa Beach CrossFit. 
and you have been programming these Thursday prehab workouts for us, right? Yes. Yeah, great. Um, so I have a, a couple of uh, questions for you. The first is really around prehab. Um, and how would you describe prehab to somebody? What does that mean to you? Like, and how did you get interested in, in prehab and physical therapy? Uh, prehab to me is kind of addressing any imbalances that people and working um, with a, a slower rate of tempo mm -hmm. just to help strengthen the body and then fortify the core and whatnot so to help prevent any injuries before they happen. Okay. And how did you, like, you, uh, I mean, you've obviously built your career around this idea of prehab. How did you get um, interested in prehab? Honestly, just uh, <laughs> maybe not doing enough of it and then getting a bunch of injuries after competing and then having to take steps backwards and do a bunch of prehab just to, just to get back to doing what I like doing. And now I just include it in so that to kind of keep myself healthier. Um, and it, was there a, a certain, an incident that got you in like, like, Oh, I got to do something different or how did it come about? Like, I'm going to get more focused on this. I think just over time, um, the different people I've met and then different, uh, different exercises I picked up here and there, and then just realizing the overall importance of including accessory work into a functional fitness program. So not, nothing, no one particular <laughs> made that happen. It was just the overall experience. Okay. And would you say that um, prehab, and how do you think about prehab versus rehab? Like what's the, what's the difference there? Or is there a difference? So prehab is doing a lot of these exercises like single leg work, uh, lunges, single arm work, carries, things that aren't as ballistic, um, <laughs> you know, moving with good tempo, and yeah. eccentric work. Those, those are more prehab and you do them before you're hurt and rehab is addressing an injury that you've got or some sort of pain and you'd have to program around that and try to get that better. So some, some of it overlaps. Some of my okay. stuff that I use for people that have injuries, I'm also doing the same exercises for prehab. And do you like the people that you work with or how much is prehab versus rehab? Um, well, right now, most of it's rehab. Uh, I, you know, I don't like to say that, but it's just because people don't pay attention to it until it keeps them from doing what they want to do. Yeah. Um, would, would you say that prehab is something that every athlete should be doing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, um, and how would you like if I if I I mean you know how would I how would I build that into my routine? What would that look like if I was if you were to give me advice? Hey Matt, here you should build some prehab into your routine. What what advice would you give me? It kind of depends on what sport you're in, but if you're just doing you know like general CrossFit, yep, it would look like a um maybe including some isolated tricep work, isolated bicep work stuff, so, you know, cause we don't do much of that and people tend to mm -hmm. 
their elbows to do the tendency a lot of tendon not including that kind of work it would include more single leg more tempo work uh-huh. um, addressing hand strength because we we don't do that too much in crossfit it's yeah. very quad dominant so it just depends uh-huh. on what what sport you're doing you want to uh-huh. address things that are going to help c- combat the typical injuries you see Okay, so I've been doing CrossFit for a long time. I found CrossFit 15 years ago. Okay, wow. And, and, yeah, so a long time. And um, and uh, you just said like elbows. Oh my gosh, my elbows are legit. Like those are if I know uh, if like I'm gonna get sore, elbows is where I'm. Gonna, my elbows are gonna be what's gonna get sore. Elbows and shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. And I and until do working with the Cocoa Beach CrossFit stuff, I've done, I ne- I wouldn't I did no prehab prehab rehab any of that kind of stuff. It would all just be straight up CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, in, until that, I hadn't done a curl in 15 years. Yeah, it gets really repetitive because if you look at a CrossFit programming, there's there's besides a rope climb, there's no time where you turn your palms under and do something. They're always palms down. It's always pronated. Right. So it, it'll just lead to imbalance if you do that for 15 years. <laughs> wow. Thanks. No, I'm just... <laughs> um, okay. So when you're um, doing the, the programming for Cocoa Beach CrossFit, what are, what are your goals? Like, what are you hoping that you'll, uh, that you'll accomplish or we would accomplish through that? Um, just hoping to, to balance people out a little bit, left leg to right leg, left arm to right arm, get them a little more core strength going in there. Um, and address some of those things I talked about, like some more supinated pulling movements, um, do some ankle stretching, do some, some quad strength stretching, and then, and work on the posterior chain a little too, cause that tends to get neglected. So those are a, a lot of the main things I focus on. And so w- oh, would you say that you've designed it with thinking about a typical crossfitter? Like these are things I would think a typical crossfitter would think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, because that's what that's what they do there. So yeah, if it was a, yeah. a swimming program, we would probably be doing a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> well, um, oh, that's interesting. So what would I be, just out of curiosity, if it was a swimming program, what kinds of things would you say? Like, oh, these are things I got to help them out with. Uh, probably a lot more shoulder rotator cuff strengthening specifically, and then uh-huh. and then core strength as well. Because I've seen a lot of swimmers that hurt their backs, which is kind of you wouldn't think so, but I, you see it a lot because they're in extension so much. Uh-huh. So the other thing that I would say, like every, I'm not going to say this, a lot of the people that go to Cocoa Beach CrossFit, I hear them, they're very concerned about their backs, like back, 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 very concerned about their uh-huh. backs. So, and so the, 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 uh, how, like, so you, and you said, that some of the stuff that you're thinking about is core. So what are some of those things that we've done that you feel like, wow, that is really something that if someone's worried about their back, that's really going to help them because it's going to build that core strength in you. Um, a lot of the planks that we do, uh, sometimes, we'll, you know, I like the GH raise machine, but we don't, they only have one of those, but um, stuff like that. And then doing the remain, the RDLs, like the single leg yeah. RDLs, those are in there for that. And then a lot of the um, the stuff for the glutes, getting those firing, so that people uh-huh. learn to use their glutes instead of just doing hinging it from the lumbar. Right. Um, 
Okay, so how would I know after one of those workouts that I that I did it right? Like, how would I know? Like, oh, that was a, I, I I did that right. Uh, there's a few different ways. You might feel something in a way that you don't. You know, it it shouldn't thrash you, but you might feel uh-huh. things working that you don't usually feel during uh-huh. your typical workouts. Yeah, and I you usually feel better the next day. Like you feel, okay. you feel better than if you had done another wad and you feel better than if you had done nothing and just sat around. Okay. All right. Cool. So, um, so you, so should feel like you're ready to go back at it the next day, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then how would you, and then you, the way you have that program, like with us doing something once a week, is that a good prehab or would there be is that the optimal or would there be a more optimal way to manage it i think that that's pretty good for just your normal um like recreational exerciser that's coming in and doing the gym wads if someone was competing and working at you know doing any kind of doubles or anything like that i'd say they need more and they then at that point you want to work in a little bit on most days Okay, cool. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk with you about is, and you kind of uh, alluded to it a little bit there with this idea of that at different points in your life, you probably train differently. Oh, right? yes. <laughs> um, yes. So, um, you know, when I think about training and being an athlete, and I think about kind of three things. Um, which is I think about people's nutrition and, and, and how do they think about nutrition. I think about their movement and what kind of movement and when a movement I'm saying wads or, or any of that or whatever, prehab stuff, but there's just their movement. And then the last would kind of be recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and in recovery, I'm going to put things not only, you know, like social, but also just straight up recovery, massage therapy, all of that kind of good stuff or sleep yeah, or sleep is huge. all of those things. Yeah. So, um, what I would like to do is like, if we took those three things, like moving, nutrition, and recovery, and maybe you could talk a little bit about, um, let's just start with nutrition. Like how differently do you think about nutrition now than when you were competitive athlete? And, and how has that evolved as you've thought about nutrition in your life? You know, right now I, I still try to eat very clean. Um, on the weekends, I'm not as concerned if I have a few cocktails or something. Not right now. I'm pregnant. But <laughs> but in general, I just wasn't right. as concerned after I was done competing about that. Um, I don't have to make sure. Like before, my workout, my training sessions were longer. I was there three or four hours. And I had to make sure I had a recovery shake. You know, within probably an hour yep. after I was done or else I was just going to get the shakes. And now I'm only there like 90 minutes. I don't maybe two hours tops. I don't really have to make focus on those things as much and make sure that they're there as much. But I still try to keep the core nutrition about the same. Like breakfast would probably look the same. Maybe a little less calories are needed, but not that mm-hmm. much. <laughs> Um, so, so, so you think that your base, when you think about breakfast, lunch, dinner, that's pretty similar, but the pre post workout thing, maybe that's changed for you. Am I recapping that? Yeah. Correctly? Yeah. And then 
and I'm a, I'm less strict on like fun foods on the weekends. I probably have Mexican or pizza more often than I would have when I was competing. And when, and and um, like, how strict are you? Like, give me like if we're if you're like, how, what do you define as strict? Um, <laughs> to be honest, I'm not that strict. I think before I used to, I probably was like more eighty five percent strict, and now uh-huh. it's probably down to like maybe 70 okay <laughs> if i had to give it a number okay and 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 strict for you is what is it how do you define it real food how so, do you find it as paleo do you have a way you define so like it? being strict in the morning or some you know it would be like i'm just having uh oatmeal and eggs uh a non-strict one would meal would be like i'm including some you know, part of a muffin or some a pancake or something, you know, okay. like more fun foods. Uh, during yeah. the week, eating more strict would be veggies and lean meats or salads, yeah. you know, things like that. And yeah. honestly, non-strict is probably going out to eat because it's hard to eat super clean whenever you do that. But Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, once you go out, you kind of you're kind of deciding not. To. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well then, um, then let's talk about like, uh, movement and work and that kind of stuff and how, well, I, before we go there, before we leave nutrition, is there anything that you learned about nutrition as when you were really, I'm just going to say again, back athletic, you know, looking for performance that you've applied that you, that you feel like really has crossed over into your everyday life? I think, um, not to be afraid of, of good fats. I think people were okay. for so long. I mean, they do, they, you know, if you're, if you're trying to lean down, you, you have to watch them. You can't just liberally put almond butter on everything, but, but they're still good for you and they satiate you. And I think some people are just too afraid of fat the, from mm-hmm. it's that, that whole fat free craze is still hanging around some, but yeah. there's also the low carb craze that hangs around. And if you're looking for performance, especially in CrossFit, you have to have carbs. Mm-hmm. They're actually, I think they're finding that endurance athletes can even do better on a low-carb diet than CrossFit athletes who have to hit that, that maximum expenditure and really dip into their glycogen stores for, like, say, yeah. anything over two minutes. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I sometimes say to people, like, I mean, carbs are kind of like jet fuel and fats are kind of like your regular yeah. gas, you know, 89 or whatever, you know? Yeah, so I yeah. think I, when I was training, I didn't eat enough carbohydrates and I probably got kind of flat and it might have might have contributed to some of my lack of recovery over the years. Okay, cool. Great. All right, so then let's talk about movement. Um from a movement standpoint, how have things changed from you from competitive to today? Um, I'd say I just honestly, like when I look at the programming of the gym, a lot of times I, I do, I just, sounds bad, but I kind of cherry pick some of the workouts. And because I've mm-hmm. had a back surgery, I don't, I don't want to lift a barbell every day. Like if it's, or if uh-huh. something looks to me like 
like just too much for me at the time, I, I do a different program or I do a lot more prehab work. And I'm, I'm able doing that to stay in pretty good shape. If I want to do the open or something, I'll just increase the frequency of the high intensity. But I'm really mm-hmm. only going pretty hot, like highest intensity once or twice a week. Nothing, you know, uh-huh. not like I used to, like just try to get yourself on the ground every day. Yeah, so that's different. It's interesting. Yeah, that's just so interesting because I've found that I can only go like once a week to just full yeah. intensity. I, I, it's a full like intensity. I mean, I'm not the same. I like am lazy on my other workouts, but but there's another gear that I can only yeah. go into occasionally, or it just hurts for too long. It's just too long. The yeah, recovery's you too don't. Much. To be honest, to keep making progress, you don't have to. I think when you're younger and you first start out, you're able to, but after you've been do- mm-hmm. doing it a long time, not only are you not able to, but you shouldn't, and and you don't have to. You actually are going to probably set yourself back if you try to do that every day. Yeah. I keep saying to myself, well, you get stronger during recovery. Yeah. You get stronger during recovery. That's the same thing, too. You don't have to go. You don't even have to do strength training to failure uh-huh. just to get stronger. Yeah. How, how long? So if you do, I mean, like how many, how long are you spending on, you know, working out in a day? And I know you're pregnant. So actually, I'd be interested in both, <laughs> like between pregnancy and normal. Um, and all that stuff. Probably now I'm spending or I was doing. Anywhere between an hour and two hours a day, just depended on what the, you know, what I had on the docket and, and whatnot, but no more than yeah. two. And, um, and it, uh, once I got, actually, when I got pregnant, I stopped taking as many rest days and just went a little lighter mm-hmm. in general, like on the intensity. Yeah. But, but I found mm-hmm. if I, if I just sat around for a day, I did not feel good. So I just decided I'd move a little each day and some days more than others. Okay. And um, I've also, I was stalking you on Instagram before. (laughs) Um, And it seems like you, like you did this incredible paddle too recently, right? Like it was like this super long paddle. Yeah, that was actually a year ago. That was a, yeah. Okay. And that was definitely an endurance event. There was no point during that, event where I couldn't have a conversation like you were it never was intense but it was 16 hours long so so not everybody stalked you on Instagram so oh, okay so yeah it was a um it was a fundraiser for cystic fibrosis they call it the crossing for cystic fibrosis and you, we go from Bimini Bahamas to Lake Worth in Florida and it's a 80 mile paddle mm-hmm. There are relay teams, and I did that one year, and then the next year I decided to try it as an individual. Uh-huh. And it, How 16 long did hours. You, 16, and did you paddle the whole time, or was there like a little place? Well, I would come or? up to the boat and sit down and get food and water and, and whatnot, but that was the only uh-huh. break. The longer you break, the longer it's going to take you to get there. And you're not allowed to get <laughs> in the boat or else you're disqualified. And do you what 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 did you do from a training standpoint to get ready well, for that? Well, that, that's the thing too. I couldn't go out for like ten hour paddles. That was you know I don't you don't right. have the time or I don't have the time in my day to do that. So the longest one I did on a weekend was like six hours, 
And then yeah. I would try to block that within within 24 hours, do another paddle that was like four hours. So kind of effectively a 10-hour paddle. Yeah. But, I, and I, I didn't even, we, I didn't live like on the water then, so I'd have to drive down to where the board was. So I, the rest of the time in the gym, I tried to include more endurance work, a lot of rowing, a lot of ski erg, and just longer pieces uh-huh. of that, like for an hour to two, just of, of low intensity aerobic training. <laughs> yeah. How, and how long did you train uh, for I, it? I probably started, it was in June. And I, I mean, I definitely started by January doing stuff and then just kept ramping it up. So when I, got, I, I, I love the idea of doing that stuff, to be honest. Like, I'm like, oh, that'd be so fun to do that kind of stuff. But I worry so much about losing what I have from a CrossFit standpoint that I, I worry about it so much. I don't so think much. with that, I lost, I mean, no, I don't think I lost a lot. It wasn't like running where you're going to, where you're dropping uh-huh. a bunch of weight. It wasn't like, right. yeah, I mean, if I was trying to run 80 miles, yeah, I think my my physique would have changed. <laughs> If I'd been able to do that, but uh-huh. it wasn't as intense as say running that far, like ultra marathon or anything. So, and it was also right. very upper body yeah. intensive. So if anything, I probably put on some oblique lat strength from all the paddling. Paddling. Sure. Cool. Well, it looked really, it really, looked really cool. It just sounded like a super fun thing. <laughs> it was, really the cool. relay was fun. I'll say the individual, not so fun. That was probably one uh-huh. that was harder in a lot of ways than the games, just mentally. <laughs> yeah, it, it, really? felt, it felt like you'd been walking in stilettos on gravel for 12 hours. Your feet just start hurting, <laughs> knees hurt. <laughs> oh. oh, well, um, I've never been in stilettos, but <laughs> it's it sounds just a horrible. mental challenge for sure. Yeah, I can imagine that for sure. I can imagine that for sure. All right, um, so then the last thing is this recovery. Um, and how has, you know, what have you, how has recovery been a part of your life and evolved yep. and that kind of stuff? I've watched, and I honestly, this is probably one of the areas too that I didn't do the best job at when I was competing at a high level. It was sleep. I probably averaged like seven hours, I'd say, and I should have been up near nine. One of my friends, mm-hmm. um, Sam Briggs, I think that's one of the reasons that she's been able to stay in the game for so long. She, she consistently gets nine hours or more of sleep a night and that you produce your most growth hormone while you're sleeping and you just, mm-hmm. you're not, there's nothing you can do during the day. There's no supplement you can take. There's no exercise you can do. That's going to make up for two hours of sleep lost a night. There's just not. So that, yeah. that would, I say would be probably the biggest thing you could do and the cheapest <laughs> yeah have you ever yeah i did i listened to the whole thing it was good <laughs> oh my god i love yeah. it i love it yeah i mean it, and it's definitely changed i get eight solid yeah. every night now and um and i and i agree with you. you you i i i mean i don't know how to operate without it anymore it's just and once you once you get it especially if you do it consistently all of a sudden you're like Oh shit! This is like a different level. Right. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, you didn't feel realize like how uh, chronically fatigued you just you were just from not sleeping and 
how not operating at your yeah. highest level. It's it's the, the the it's the only other thing besides nutrition where when I got my nutrition right, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I didn't realize yeah. I didn't feel good before, and yeah. now I know I feel good. And then the same thing was true with sleep. Like, oh, I didn't realize I wasn't there. Yeah, and now totally. I know what this feels like. And it pretty much comes, yeah. Um, yeah. prevents almost every noble disease that we, <laughs> that we have. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do like a little, every new, you know, like a little nutrition tip for everybody at our gym every Tuesday. And I've been during this whole coronavirus thing, been trying to put out messages around, you know, keeping yourself and all of them. I'm like, Get some sleep, get some sleep, get some sleep, get some sleep. I mean, if there's anything yeah. that's going to help your immunity, yeah. it's, it's sleeping. Yeah, it's sleeping. Good. Well, I am, I, for no other reason, I'm just glad that you said that to everybody. So it's not just me harping on people <laughs> about sleep. It's so huge. No, yeah. There, I mean, if you, could, yeah. if you could strap on your Mark Pro for an hour or just go to sleep for an hour, I'd say go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. Um. It was actually funny. Did you watch the recent the CrossFit, the, the last CrossFit Games, whichever, whatever the, that last one was the on fittest? HBO or the Buttery Bows put up? No, not yet. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, it's interesting because they, they do uh, an interview with Matt right after he wins those two real quick oh, workouts okay. on the last day. And um, he makes this comment, which is just a very aside comment, but I think it's very telling because he says... I knew I was going to do well because I recover better than oh, everybody else. Okay, here. yeah, that makes sense, and that's by the last day something high intensity, and he feels good still. Yeah, yeah, and and I just thought it was just he made a very aside comment, but if you, but I think it was just very telling that he just knew like recovery was just, yeah, he, totally. that was his, that's his jam. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then um, so to wrap it up, I I have a, a but, uh -huh. actually I have two things for you. Um, okay. So the first one is, here's the, okay. a personal question. Okay. I, um, I, I've seen people yeah. do these ice baths before and I'm debating doing an ice bath today. I went and bought 60 pounds of ice. Oh, that's more than you need off. probably, but yeah. And so how will I know if it helped me or not? Um, <laughs> well, how long were you going to get in? Okay. Yeah. Like three then minutes. That's probably then. Yeah. Then maybe you do need 60 because so the colder you make it, the less time you need to spend in there. And what will, and what so will, uh, how will it help me? It helps you to be able to regulate your, um, your sympathetic response. So when you get in the water, you get this fight or flight and, <laughs> and it is, you want to yeah. concentrate then on diaphragm breathing and calming that down as quickly as you can. And when you get the ability okay. to voluntarily do that, when you place yourself in a high stress situation like that, it's supposed to carry over to other high stress situations like working out or life. And you can regulate your response okay. better. Well, I, 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 I haven't taken a warm shower oh, in wow. like six months now because I'm, because I'm like, I, I, I'm getting ready for this. So I'm See, I'd rather do an ice bath than not have a warm shower every day. But that's me. <laughs> they... My wife thinks I'm crazy. My wife, she's led to like, because she'll take a shower and then I'll get in and I'll be like, Kristen, why is this water so warm? Or I'll take a shower and then she'll get in. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> use the water. Yeah, but you'll, <laughs> and you'll also feel just rejuvenated. It definitely, 
I mean, nothing wakes you up like jumping into a pool of ice. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm even more excited than I was before. All right, but here's my last question for you. Is um, if you were to talk to somebody or somebody was to ask you and say, hey, Selena, I really want to have a lifelong athletic you know, ability to be an athlete for my entire life. What three things would you say to them? Like, these are the three most important things for you to do in order to maintain a good, healthy um, athletic life. Probably the things that you were focusing on. Make sure, you know, get, make sure you're moving well. And and you might have to have someone mm -hmm. look at you to, you know, to see things that you can't see. Yeah. Because it's almost like people go to the dentist all the time before something hurts, but they don't go ask somebody how does my movement look before something hurts? There's no prevention there, but, um, awesome. Okay. That, um, yep. and then recovery makes, and not just sleeping, but also just watching how much stress is in your life and, and, you know, anything that's going to, well, basically just cause stress to the system. And then, um, yep. yeah. And then nutrition, lots of water, good All foods right. and the cool. limit the processed. Yeah. Cool. So Talena, if people were looking to find out more about what you've got going on or they wanted to have you watch them move, so or how would they do that? Contact me um, probably directly, like through my Instagram account. Um, I've, I'm programming just uh -huh. for a few clients individually there. And then if uh, same thing, if they were interested in me doing something for their gym, I would just contact me through there or, uh, or through my email, which is Telena Fortunato at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. And I'll put that when I post this, I'll put those, I'll put those links. Yeah, on there if too, they were so in the area of Naples and wanted some treatment, like if they were going to come local, I have a website for that, but it's, that one's different. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's um, the BodyWorks website, right? That yeah, that's the BodyWorksDoctor.com. Yeah, BodyWorksDoctor.com. I'll put that in there too, because I thought that I I went and looked at that too. It, it was it was it was good. It was really good. Yeah. I mean, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. Again, Selena, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna go get <laughs> my ice bath ready. Good luck. Here. Yeah, I enjoyed talking to you too. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks, Talena, for taking the time to talk with me. I sure learned a lot, and I hope everybody else did too, including I'm going to do a lot more supinated work to strengthen my elbows. If you guys have any feedback for me, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Clear Nutrition For You, or you can send me an email, matt at Clear Nutrition For You. Look forward to your feedback and look forward to seeing you all eat real food.